Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Coming up third, Liz Bird up the inside. Rock Diamond, wow! Four of them. Here is Rock Diamond and Mitchell Cushing. They win the gold cup in soccer. It's American history trying to dig in on the outside endeavor. Dorset Oral had her with the inside. Delta winner creeping up on the rail. They come across the track three wide Tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike, with your hosts Mike Carter, number one thousand for the third time, Aaron Merriman wins, and Mike Bozage. Down to the finish, return in a game win in the Betsy Ross over Caviar Alley and Apple Bottom Jeans, one forty nine and two unbelievable. Touch that dial. You've got another action-packed rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike is finally going back to work. It is about daggum time that Mike is going to find something to do. Because I tell you what, yeah. his ideas, I, I've about had him with his ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I had one one time to put the cemetery in the infield of racetracks, but that didn't really go over too well. That was one of my good ones, I thought, but seemed to get rejected time and time again. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I mean, and you know what? It is going to be. Uh, kind of a, a new normal and uh, you know like I know some of the things that we have to go through as employees I mean temperature checks everybody gets their temperature check as you walk in and it's uh, it's a contraption that I never knew existed I mean it's you kind of put it's, it's like a screen and you put your face right to it and boom it just it, it gives you a temperature but I mean that social distancing 
uh, just everybody kind of keeping their space from each other. But it certainly is great to get back to work. I know uh, a lot of two-year-olds qualifying today at Harris, Philadelphia. Uh, that underway, too. Qualifiers tomorrow, and of course, live racing on Sunday at 1240. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I can only imagine an action-packed 18 race program coming up, a marathon program at the Meadowlands both Friday and Saturday. Friday's card features a pick five, a pick six, and count them three mm. pick fours. Three, an early, a middle, and a late one. We'll talk to Derek Gibner here in just a little bit about some of the happenings at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And Mike, he actually got to see a good amount of the qualifiers uh, that took place at a lot of the farms uh, along with our man, Rich Matei and Ken Morgan and those guys. But uh, Derek and his gang did a fantastic job of covering the qualifiers out East. Yeah. And it's always interesting to talk to handicappers, to talk to people that like to put a couple of bucks through the windows about how much credence they put into qualifiers, what exactly to look for in qualifiers. I know a lot of different uh, handicappers look at them a lot of different ways and uh, as far as what to look for, I know what I personally like to look for is a horse that uh, seemingly has more in the tank. Yeah, I like to see horses that, uh, you know, are under wraps pretty much uh, throughout a qualifier. And But, uh, you know, hey, there's a lot of different tips and tricks, you know, with horses qualifying at, at uh, you know, different farms and here and there. It's certainly going to add to the complexity of the handicapping puzzle, especially over the next week or two. Yeah, I found that out uh, when Scioto Downs opened up, but we'll talk to Derek Gibner here shortly about that. Uh, obviously, we just said that the state of Pennsylvania is ready to open um, with the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono kicking off along with Harris, Philadelphia. Jim Baviglia joins the show. And I, I you know what? I still don't know any music knowledge. I still have zero music knowledge. <laughs> well, and I'm sure he's going to let you know that you don't. But <laughs> yeah, Jim, of course. Uh, Winner of the uh, of last year's uh, Sam McKee Race Call of the Year, and and uh, I'll tell you what, Jimmy, just a great, great guy, great individual, uh, and uh, he'll be joining us at the top of the hour. He's not, of course, not only is he a track announcer, but uh, he's also uh, an author. Mike, he's got a couple of books out. Uh, one that I like uh, was Songs from the '80s, so uh, maybe we'll talk to him about maybe his next uh, book venture, which hopefully will be coming up soon. Plus, Mike, a very special interview. Uh, can't wait to talk the driver, trainer, horseman, Steve Wiseman. Of course, everybody that uh, is on Facebook and, and Twitter and has been following his saga, of course, uh, about a month and a half back, he was diagnosed uh, with cancer, and I had a chance to talk to him yesterday. He was in a chemo treatment yesterday, uh, and he is just taking it with such a great, great attitude, Mike. He's, matter of fact, he's flying out to Minnesota tomorrow. His run against his good set to kick off them. So uh, no rest for the wicked. Steve certainly... Uh, not letting the disease get the best of them, but uh, that should be a, a very, very good interview. Mike, I think it's a can't miss. That's coming up around 1045. I'll tell you what, uh, we haven't had a John Campbell-like interview uh, in quite some time, and what a better way to do it than to discuss uh, how Steve Wiseman is doing. And, you know, uh, we all remember back to uh, John Campbell when uh, – oh, it wasn't Moneymaker. Who was the horse I'm thinking about? When Mac LaBelle. Mac LaBelle. Mac LaBelle. Uh, when Mac LaBelle passed away, and we who could forget that interview we had with John Campbell. So I'm anxious to speak with Steve Wiseman and find out how he's doing and how he is battling his cancer diagnosis. Well, we're going to forego the commercial break. Derek Gibner has been waiting very patiently. He's a very busy man. 
uh, so we won't keep him waiting any longer. Derek, how's it going this morning? It's going okay. I'm actually multitasking. I'm working while I'm listening. You're working while you're listening. That's something Mike Bozich hasn't been able to do in about five years, okay? So uh, (laughs) anyway, Anyway, but uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about some of the qualifiers you got to see, Derek. Uh, Obviously, you were privy to a lot of qualifiers uh, on the East Coast uh, between Gateway and Magical Acres and a lot of the other training centers that posted qualifiers. What was the mood like uh, at those training centers as they were getting ready to gear up for uh, for live racing? I mean, I went to Gateway on the first qualifying session they had there back on May 29th, and it was kind of like business as usual. I mean, other than the fact that everyone was wearing a mask and, you know, there were shields up between the glass shields between the judges and the charter and everything like that, it just seemed like a regular day. Like, you didn't really think, like, hey, there's, you know, some pandemic going on in the world you just kind of everyone just went around that business managing editor of the uh, daily racing reform of drf harness Derek Gibbard joining us here on the program leading off the show and Derek, uh, let's start talking about some of the performances some of the uh eye-opening performances so to speak so far in this uh set of qualifiers that you've had a chance to see anybody jump out at you Oh, my goodness. I was just writing something today, you know, about the number of races I've watched probably in the last, you know, three weeks or something. It's just unbelievable. I must be watching 100-plus races a week at least. And, you know, in a regular week, if it was just like this time of year regularly, maybe I'd watch like 40. <laughs> so, because I'm watching 20 races from Gateway, 20 races from Magic Lakers, 20 races from the Meadowlands and qualifiers, then another 20 races in regular races and or 30 races in regular races. And it's, uh, yeah, there were, there were some interesting ones. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Poppy Rob Hanover and then Paul Duck Stranger race. Uh, I think Poppy Rob has looked absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I think that three-year-old, uh, you know, matchup could be quite interesting along with, you know, all the other horses that we're going to see, you know, pop up along the way. And there's been a, a bunch of two-year-olds that have, uh, you know, stood out. Uh, I saw a horse, uh, Billy Clyde, who I thought showed a, a great, you know, display of acceleration and uh, kind of one in hand late. That one raced, uh, I think it was at the Meadowlands on Saturday last time. And uh, there was um, a horse at um, Magical Acres, a couple of horses at Magical Acres I saw this week that were pretty impressive. Uh, Crunch Hanover, just won completely on his own, very easily went in 57-2 and two to the Captain Treacherous. And, uh, I also like Lady Chaos. It's a two-year-old trotting story by Cantab Hall, one in 59 and one for trainer Linda Toscano. Just com- never asked, completely under hold. Uh, another just really impressive performance. Now, Derek, let's talk a little bit about uh, stats. Uh, you know, we see there are all types of stats in harness racing, uh, from first off the layoff, first off the claim, and. I was able to find uh, some pretty decent price plays uh, in stats when Sayoto Downs first opened up. How much credence do you give those uh, stats, and do you give them a, do you give them a pretty good look when you're handicapping? Um, I got to be honest, I don't pay a lot of attention to those types of stats, but I will, you know, lean towards that if I'm, you know, if I'm undecided or something, you know, like that. Like it's similar to like driver changes. Like I'm not a big driver change guy. Like, if I see, you know, 
a horse going, like Yannick Jingwai, let's say he picks off a horse and goes to another horse. A lot of people are like, well, whoever he picked, that must be the better horse. I'm not one of those guys. I kind of feel like, you know, they don't always make the right decisions, these drivers. And sometimes, you know, they're doing it for other reasons that you don't even know about. Um, so I, I'm interested in stats. I think the more information you have, the better. That doesn't mean that it's something that I'm going to just lean on. Derek, as far as qualifiers uh, in general, um, and I brought this up before we brought you on the air, but you talk to different handicappers, and it seems like when they watch qualifiers, they look for different kinds of things. What are some of the things you look for in qualifiers from horses? I would say there's two major things I'm looking for. Um, one is what is the driver doing? Does the driver have a strong hold of the horse? You know, where you could see the, the lines are tight and, you know, clearly if he let them loose, the horse has a little bit more left in the tank. I'm certainly looking for that. And not, and not just for the horse on the lead, maybe for the horse in second, the horse in third. You'll see a lot of horses that will be sitting second behind the leader who never pull in a qualifier. They just sit right on the, the driver's helmet the whole race and never move. And clearly this horse might have had something left in the tank, but on the line, when you look at the best performance line, you just see second, 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 and you're thinking, okay, this horse couldn't pass. But that wasn't really the case. Um, the other thing, and I think this is even more key than anything else, is I want to look at who's at the back of the pack. If, if you could see it, you know, if you're live, obviously you could see it better, but if you could see it on the screen. The horses at the back of the pack is where you're going to get your value in the, when you're betting, when you're coming back to betting. Everyone can look at a horse that won a qualifier and, and won it easily and say, okay, this horse is going to come out and race well. Not everyone is paying attention to the horse that finished fourth, fifth, or sixth who – may have been under that tight hold, may have had something left. You know, those are the horses where you come back and you'll see you'll get good prices and they'll win or they'll be in the exact at 20 to 1 or something like that. Now, Derek, obviously a marathon card coming up at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment this Friday and Saturday night. I know you've taken a look at a little bit of the Friday program. There are four pick fours, a pick five, a pick six, how do you kind of navigate uh, navigate through that uh, extensive program? Well, it's really tough to pick. <laughs> um, you know what? I just uh, kind of just go through them one way at a time. I mean, I think it was a little bit easier because you have a lot of these probably five or six sire stakes races on the card. And I think especially in the New Jersey sire stakes, I think usually you have one or two standouts in each race. So it kind of narrows it down. It doesn't make it as – it's not like looking at 18 overnight where you have all 10-horse fields and you have to decipher through them. Um, there's some really nice races, and I think there are some good opportunities to, you know, maybe single in on horses that you might get a better price on today than you will in coming weeks. Um, in the 14th race, there's a horse, uh, Soho Burning Love, um, was the rail for Tim King Jr. and Tim Teacher. This is a horse that I think is a, a you know going to be a really nice mare. Um, she's a six-year-old now, I believe, and uh, she's going against a horse like Apple Bottom Jeans, who races against the top mares all the time and usually gets checks and some you know developing younger horses. You know, Philly Hanover is a four-year-old who's turning it. You know, maybe this is an opportunity where you don't have to 
get three to five on that horse, you can get, you know, seven to five on that horse. And it might not seem like a big difference, three to five to seven to five, but but it's a huge difference. So um, I think the horses, since they're still only have either a qualifier or one start, there's still some opportunity here to maybe get a little bit more value on horses than you would normally. Yeah, it was Derek giving it. Derek, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. And uh, looking, we're, we're going from zero to 100 really, really quick as all the action heats up. But we're so glad uh, that, uh, hey, well, every harness track, pretty much every harness track in the country is either open or set to open. Derek, we appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it being on. I don't know if you're actually at Harris today, but I think Charton's qualifying in the 13th race at Philly today. Uh, so that's something to keep a, a lookout for. And, uh, also, uh, I, everyone, just please stop by grf.com slash harness, sign up for our newsletter, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the content. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Wait, wait a right, second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, wait a minute. I, I, you know I just I clicked them. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Yes. I want to talk to you. Wait a second. The horse of the year mm. is qualifying today, and you're not mm-hmm. at Harris Philly calling it for everybody? What? Well... Here, here's the thing, and I don't want to go into too much depth or detail. Oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I, wait, I did there. not mean that. Okay, I did not mean to do that. Sorry about there's that. There's new protocol. <laughs> they, not, no, but, but, but I mean, it's just, it's. I think it's the new normal that uh, that I think everybody has to deal with. You know, horsemen and uh, and uh, so I'll put it to you this way, Mike. There's no driving up to the parking garage and going right to my booth anymore. Gotcha. I'll put okay. it to you that way. You know, it's it's just and and you know and 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 that actually I appreciate that because we you know and, and we're seeing it in some spots, Mike. Where I don't want to call it a second wave of coronavirus, but you know we're seeing a lot of different areas pop up with you know more cases now. Hopefully that has to do with more testing, but uh, you know the fact of the matter is, Mike, is uh, we you know we we as an industry can't afford to get shut down again. <laughs> and, That's uh, very, very you know, true. So I, that is very, very yeah. true. And so, and, and I mean, you know, you've been you've been um, working at, at a couple of different racetracks uh, in Ohio, you know, over this uh, as we get back to racing. So you kind of know what I'm talking about. But it's it's just the new normal, and you know, a lot of guidelines, a lot of different guidelines that that uh, people have to follow. And hey, I'll be the first to admit that. You know what? A lot of them are kind of a, a pain in the butt, but you know what? It's it's essential. And if we want to race and and uh, do that kind of thing, then you know what? We have to abide by the protocols. Well, and you are one hundred percent right. And uh, bouncing back to that marathon Meadowlands program, Mike, check check just just listen to this for for a second, okay? Listen to this wagering menu, mm-hmm. okay? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's two pick fives, three pick fours. A pick six and ten pick threes. Well, ten well, pick threes. And, and, the pick three. And, and I'm going to tell you what I know. I know uh, you know what I know, and I know a lot of people, Mike. Uh, uh, a lot of handicappers kind of use that pick three as a saver bet to failed pick four tickets. Oh, for sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, ten well, pick you know, a lot threes, of people I mean, look at amazing. it different, but I, a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people use that pick three, Mike, is kind of like a, a say, but, but I'm going to tell you what, you know, if you get the right sequence uh, and pick threes can be somewhat of an overlooked wager sometimes, 
they could bring in a, a, a boatload of money, much more than, than a, maybe a, a straight daily double would in a lot of situations. Oh, for sure. I agree. I love the pick three bet more than the daily double, without a doubt. Because unless you get a price, I mean, the daily double, um, you know, isn't one that comes back at a huge price all the time. I would much rather play the pick three, and you know, you have the opportunity to get, uh, you know, to get some prices there. Well, lots of to come on this edition of Post Down with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association. A can't miss interview is coming up on the other side of this timeout. Driver Steve Wiseman. We'll be joining us plus towards the top of the hour. We're going to talk to Jim Bovigli, the fine track announcer at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association. Back in just a moment. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check with the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post-time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by Steve Wiseman. And Steve, uh, obviously a lot of people uh, have heard the story about what's going on, but before we get into all that, uh, tell us how you're feeling. I'm sorry, I missed part of that. Go ahead. Oh, you're okay. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of people in the industry know uh, know about uh, your situation, what's going on, but uh, a lot of people don't know how you're feeling uh, currently. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that first. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good. I had a treatment yesterday, and uh, I have a chemo bag on right now. I got to wear it for two days, and then I get that off. But all in all, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, the doctors are optimists. The, the last CAT scan showed good results. You know, so let's hope we're beating this race. You know what I mean? 
one day at a time. We got to do whatever it takes. Yeah, and I think that's the best attitude to have, Mike Bozich here. Steve, for those people that uh, may not know uh, your situation, tell us about uh, the diagnosis that you were given. Tell us about what uh, what we're up against here. Yeah, well, February I wasn't feeling too good, and I drove a few on a Friday night, and Saturday I was down to drive some, and I called in. I couldn't drive. I was I thought it was my gallbladder, and I went into the hospital, and uh, they did a CAT scan, and they uh, come with stage four cancer. I had in my, uh, I have in my colon, my liver, and my uh, lymph nodes, and I had a spot in my lung. But the last CAT scan showed that uh, the spot in my lung is gone, and uh, the little ones that were in my liver are depistated, and the two bigger ones have shrunk nearly half of what they were, and the colon is is shrinking too. So we just got to keep going day by day and keep the treatments up right now. We get the liver under control and the lymph nodes and we can work on the colon after that. Now, Steve, what has it been like to have the outpouring of of support from the industry? Uh, Obviously a lot of people uh, have been uh, giving you well wishes and things like that. What has that been like for you? It's unbelievable. This industry, how when something like this comes together and people just gather, I can't, I mean, there's no way I can thank them all. You know what I mean? The only way I can try to do it is try to drive a couple here and there and show them I'm still around and strong. Visiting with driver, trainer, uh, horseman, Steve Wiseman. Steve, uh, obviously, uh, let's get get away from, from the, uh, from the cancer for a second and let's uh, talk what we love to talk about. And that's horses. Of course, uh, you're based out of Cal Expo last couple of years. I've been making the trip to Minnesota, a little bit of a circuit there uh, going on between Running Aces and Cal Expo. Tell us about, uh, well, you're going to be heading to Running Aces pretty soon. Tell us about kind of that experience and how that circuit's kind of worked out for you. Actually, it's great. I just come back from there uh, for my treatment. I got to come back every three weeks, but my wife and my daughter are there right now, and I fly back out tomorrow to Minnesota, and you couldn't ask for a better place to be. I mean, the people there are they go out of their way for you. It's unbelievable. The racing community there, they love it there, the sport. And it's a great little summer place to go. Steve, talk about that uh, sort of meet for, or uh, sort of circuit that's kind of been set up uh, between Cal Expo and Running Aces. It's a, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I came out to Cal Expo with Wendy Ross uh, back in January and, you know, I, I, I said, you know, Cal Expo is kind of like on its own, like secluded island out here because there's not really a whole lot of racing. And uh, between them and running aces, they've sort of created a uh, sort of created a pretty nice circuit uh, to allow everybody yeah. to race. Yeah, it is a good little circuit. You know, you get to go, you get to come here for the winter and race and, you know, and get out of the bad weather. And uh, then you get to go there, you get a little break and you go to Minnesota to freshen your horse up for there and, yeah, have that meet there, and then you get a little break again. So you kind of keep your horses fresh all year round. You know I mean, it works out good, and they come together. It's a pretty good little circuit, really, for the California people. I know. They enjoy it a lot. Talking to driver, trainer, horseman, Steve Weisman. Steve, uh, obviously, so there's going to be a lot to juggle for you coming up. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, of course, uh, with your horses, a little bit of catch driving, uh, and, of course, uh, the treatments that you're going to be receiving. Uh, tell us about your stable. Tell us about some of the uh, some of the horses we could look forward to in the coming weeks. Yeah, we got some. We got, the, of course, we got Pride Crest, the track record holder, Trotter, there. We got him back this year. 
he's as good as ever. I think he's better this year than he's been in a long time. Uh, we got a little horse named Royals, big guy. We got high hopes for him. I hope he's an open horse. And then we got a lot of upper condition horses, hard knocking horses, the claimers like time to play the game and them, you know, they've just been consistent in their classes. You know, I think we should have a pretty good meet. It, it looks a little tougher this year. You know, the guys went and got some good horses, but that's to be expected every year. Everybody upgrades their stock. So. Now, Steve, uh, you know, one more, a couple more questions before we let you go. Uh, obviously, uh, you've been dealing with a lot at, with the diagnosis and everything going on. What is one piece of advice that you would give to uh, maybe somebody else who was uh, getting ready to go through the same battle that you have been going through over the past uh, couple of months? Stay positive. Stay positive and stay around positive people. My wife and my daughter and our owners, they're the best. They've been a great support system, and you just got to stay positive. You know, you can't think about it. You know, it's in the back of your mind, but just treat it every day like it's a normal day and drive on, you know. Every day is a good day. Yeah, I hear that. Every day the sun comes up is, uh, you know, I'll tell you, there's an old saying that tomorrow is no guarantee, and, and that's pretty much for everybody. So you Right, know, so, it's for everybody. Uh, Every 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 day that sun comes up and goes down, it's uh, it's a good day. Well, Steve, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, man. Best of luck to you as you get ready to uh, kick things off up at Running Aces. And uh, listen, man, we're praying for you, and we know you'll beat this thing. We know you'll kick this thing's butt. Thanks very much. I appreciate. It. I just want to give a shout out to all the owners in the industry. You guys are the backbone of us. You know what I mean? So. It's been great. We're gonna we're gonna get through all this this pandemic, everything. We'll get through it. So, okay. All right, buddy. Best of best best of luck to you, man. All right. Take care. That was wow. Steve Wiseman. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Not really. Not not really sure what to say after that. To be honest. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. You obviously. Know, he, he, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, here's the thing, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to describe. Um, it's hard to describe. I mean, you know, just to hear how positive of an attitude he has and the amount of people that are rallying for him and, um, rallying to support him is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things going on um, in the world right now, from this to COVID uh, to a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just amazing to hear. Um, it's amazing to hear, uh, you know, just how positive he is about, you know, wanting to beat this and taking care of it. So lots of to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Toronto Association. Uh, our good friend, track announcer, uh, from uh, the Downs of Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Jim Baviglia won't be joining us. I'm sure he is going to uh, test. Uh, Mike Carter, you got a, you got a. I'm sure you got a music question ready lined uh, up in the whole ring for our man Jim, don't you? Yeah, like who are the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna have some fun here in a few minutes after this timeout. You got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the USDA. Back in just a moment. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback of Delaware's Stallion lineup offers 12 proven stallions for the first state. Classic Carn Shark is a proven sire of stakes winners. He is a full brother to both Better's Delight and Roll with Joe. Roddy's Bags Again is the sire of multiple DSBF final winners, including $675,000 winner Perfect Bags. I'm Linda Cascano. I was the trainer of Husband Blue for his whole career, and I have nothing but good things to say about Heston. He was a professional horse from the day he started. Heston Blue Chip is the sire of multiple stakes winners, including 2019 New York Sire Stakes champion and $980,000 winner Zero Tolerance. For more information on stallions, including breeding contracts, visit winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by a man who definitely knows who the Beatles and Radiohead are, Mr. Jim Baziglia. Jim, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How are you? Great to talk to you. Never, ever going to live that down, that's for sure. But, uh, Jim, let's uh, before we delve into that whole music scene, Let's talk about the downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Uh, obviously, it has been a roller coaster ride for you guys. Um, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys were able to kick off racing, and then the whole COVID-19 thing happened, and things have been shut down for a while. What has this uh, quote-unquote break been like uh, for you? Well, you know, it's like anybody else. It's it's you know, it's been a kind of mix of things. On the one hand, it's you know, it's been it's been rough thinking of people suffering all over the world. But you know, uh, personally, you know, just found some other work to do. And uh, you know, my wife has been working from home, so we've actually uh, had the chance to spend a lot of time together. My daughter, so just uh, trying to take it for what it is and and enjoy the you know whatever good there is out of it. But uh, anxious to get back to work nonetheless. Yeah, we just got breaking news, Jim. Uh, you'll be happy to hear this. The Rolling Stones have just been confirmed for the 2035 uh, Super Bowl. So uh, that's good news there. Uh, uh, Jim, let's let's talk a little bit about um, staying sharp as an announcer. Like, and this is crazy because uh, I just realized that coming up this Sunday will be the first harness race I've called in a half a year. So, uh, you know, and I know people have been asking me what, what I've done to stay sharp. And besides calling, uh, you know, a couple of a geese running away from me, I, I really don't know what that answer is. So let me ask you, Jim, what, what, if anything, have you done to, uh, to kind of stay sharp during this, uh, during this uh, whole thing? Yeah. You know, I don't know that there's anything much you can do. You know, what I always find is when I go back, 
for the first time, you know, usually at the start of the year and now, you know, with this situation going back now, uh, the first day or two, I find that by about the 13th or 14th race, you know, my voice, it's like a muscle, like anything else. And uh, maybe not as strong as it was at the start. We'll see if that's the case uh, come Saturday. But usually it's just something that, you know, you kind of fall back into. I think I think you find that as well, and Mike uh, Carter as well, that it's just something that kind of it's – a, it's muscle memory that kicks in after a while. And hopefully that will be the case Saturday, and there will be a lot of adrenaline flowing, just uh, excited to get back at it. Now, Jim, uh, let's talk a little bit about the racing and kind of the, you know, what it's going to look like um, at the Downs at Bohegan Sun Pocono. Obviously, a lot of different protocols and a lot of different racetracks, um, you know, coming up. And, you know, uh, obviously, at least for the foreseeable future, there will not be any visits, uh, any visits for anyone to the announcer's booth. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, Mike, you know, it's just for me, it's a matter of going up and doing my job, and I, I let everybody else worry about the other stuff, uh, how that's going to happen. Um, and so, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, we got four great, great race cards coming up uh, Saturday through Tuesday, uh, different schedule than we've had in the past. We're going Saturday, Sunday, and uh, excuse me, Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday are 12.30 p.m. Eastern time post times and Sunday night will be our normal 7 o'clock Eastern time. So that's change, and uh, we'll be day racing uh, three out of the four uh, days of the week uh, for the near future, and uh, just going to go up and uh, enjoy the racing because uh, I know, like all the fans, I've I've missed uh, seeing all the outstanding drivers and the trainers and and all the outstanding horses that were uh, at Pocono. Jim Bavigli, Pocono track announcer, joining us on this program now. Uh, Jim, I don't know about you, but I think, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a difference between calling races during the day and calling races at night. And and Pocono has, you know, primarily been a night track, now shifting to more uh, daytime racing. Is there, do you see any difference calling between between night and day? Does that affect you uh, greatly or no? Uh, it doesn't affect me greatly. I think it's probably a shade easier during the day. Uh, you know, you don't have to, the lights can, can kind of maybe throw you in a certain way that I don't suppose it would happen in day racing. Um, now we've been, we've had afternoon racing the past few years uh, where it's been four o'clock uh, post times. So, you know, it's a little bit different daylight uh, going much earlier, 1230 Eastern first post. So I think probably it's, it's a shade easier calling it during the day than the night. But it's like anything else, you know. You get used to it either way, and uh, uh, so it should be. Uh, it should be the one. The one good thing is I don't have to worry about the bugs. Uh, you guys have been up at the Pocono booth, and you know that uh, <laughs> come night racing and uh, a summer night, you get some uh, giant insects flying around. So that'll be less of a factor racing early in the day. Uh, I, I'll tell a very, very short story after I ask my next question. Uh, let's okay. talk uh, real quick one more time just about that. Uh, uh, about that post time change, what kind of went into that post time change? Was it one of those where you know some of the smaller thoroughbred tracks were racing at night, so you guys maybe take advantage of the Monticellos who haven't returned just yet? Uh, you know, Mike, honestly, I, I that's that's the stuff that's you know that I don't really uh, I don't really uh, am not privy to those decisions. I just you know like uh, I I was told when we were coming back and when you know when racing was going to begin, so I, I don't know the thought process behind it. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a, a fun change. 
Um, you know, I personally like it because it gets me home with the family, uh, <laughs> which, which doesn't happen at night <laughs> racing. You know, my, my wife and I are ships passing in the night a lot of times uh, with, with her working in the day and me working at night. So, so that'd be nice for me. And I hope the fans love it. I hope uh, everybody gets a chance to, uh, you know, get their wagers in after all these months away. And, uh, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep reminding everybody when, when we're uh, racing and everything like that. And so it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Now here, here. Okay, so now I'm going to tell a quick story. Now that you're talking about the bugs, so I'm at Buffalo <laughs> Raceway. I have the. Have you ever been to Buffalo, Jim? Uh, I've been to the city. I haven't been at the raceway. Okay, so and and Mike, this this will make you uh, chuckle as well. So anyway, so we open. It's not warm enough to have you know the air conditioner on, but it's just cool enough to where you want to open some windows and doors and things. I open door to the announcer's booth. The field is coming around the far turn to start the race, and a bird flies in. Okay. <laughs> so I, it flies and lands right on top of my computer. So, so I said, you know what? I'm going to get through the race, and then we'll figure out what to do with the bird. Let me tell you, as soon as the, it was like the bird knew when the gate was going to close, because as soon as the <laughs> gate closed, that bird flew into me, it flew into the wall, it flew everywhere. And uh, you, I mean, you know, listen, if you get the right fly, I mean, you might get one in the back of the throat while you're uh, in the middle of the sentence. So I totally understand things like that happening. Yeah, it's it's one of the hazards that, uh, you know, we, we have it pretty good as track announcers. Uh, you know, they, it's it's hard to complain about too much. So when I go tell people about the bugs and then, you know, they come back at me and like, well, you, you work four days a week, five hours a night, and you're going to complain about bugs. So it's, it's one of the few things where I could kind of put on a sob story to people. All right, Jim, well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Uh, it's great to have our own state back to work. Let me tell you, you guys start up on Saturday. Uh, we start up on Sunday. Of course, qualifiers have been going on at the, both mm-hmm. of our facilities. But, uh, Jim, it's good to have you back, and it is good to be back, my friend. Uh, you too, Mike. We'll be, we'll be listening to you guys as well, and uh, good luck on the season. All right, take care, Jim. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That was Jim Bavigli, one of the real good guys, Mike, of the sport. And I remember uh, <clears throat> a couple of years back when I had the chance to uh, to call the, to the half of the Breeders' Crown card. You were there, Mike, and uh, just what a what a class act. I mean, what a what a great guy, fantastic to work with. Um, you know, we we kind of you know kind of kept each other up. Like he would call one race, and I would call the other, and we were very supportive of each other. And and, uh, you know, sometimes in this business, that can be tough to come by. But Jim, just one of those great, great guys, Mike. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, you know, you, like Jim said, I mean, you know, calling the Breeders' Crown, I mean, and having to split the duties. The first time he ever did it, he didn't know if Sam McKee was going to be, you know, nice to him or mean to him. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. him, you know, coming in and, you know, building him up and, I believe it was the Captain Treacherous call uh, in the Breeders' Crown the first year. You know, Jim's voice was completely shot, and, you know, he just right. encouraged him. And sometimes that little bit of encouragement, Mike, can, uh, you know, can can do the trick. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Jim just nailed it that day. I mean, he was just on top of his game. I mean, some great race calls after great race calls. And as a matter of fact, that's – Benjamin always plays – uh, the uh, the Sharthen race call that uh, that Jim had. I mean, just a fantastic, fantastic race, and uh, just a really, really good guy. We're gonna wrap this thing up after this time. I'll give you a post time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association. Back in a moment. 
join Harness Racing's hottest and most affordable fractional group, Winner's Circle Racing. Winner's Circle Racing provides the total harness racing experience from the barn to the paddock all the way to the Winner's Circle. Come invest with us and experience 100% of the thrills at a fraction of the cost. For more information, visit winnerscircleracing.net. That's winnerscircleracing.net. Here comes the charging mower, charging hard at Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. All right. Special thanks to all of our guests for joining the program this week. Uh, special thanks to Steve Wiseman. Our thoughts and prayers continue to go to him. And to those of you still battling COVID-19, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys as well. We'll see everybody back here next Thursday, first post, 1030. Good night, everybody. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.